Nothing like it anywhere on the radio. It is your inner voice projected back to you. It is your over 40 X-Rock DJ, the brilliant mind, the gold standard, the one-man hate group. No matter what you want to call me. Or the world's greatest radio personality, bringing you the truth in the most entertaining way possible. For the next two hours, right here on the Richard Case and Radio Network, 1-800-959-5366 is the phone number. 1-800-959-5366. Do you want to send an email? Case at yahoo.com. I do have my laptop online, so if you want to send me a message on Facebook, I'm still on there for the time being. Find me there while it still exists, facebook.com slash the Richard Kaysen or facebook.com slash Richard Kaysen comedy page. Instagram at pictured Kaysen, youtube.com slash Richard Kaysen, and I'm somewhere on Rumble. Got a big long address. I don't know what that one is. Going to be talking Rittenhouse trial this week. The attorney general lied. Imagine that. Liz Cheney got kicked out <laughs> because of me. Because of this show. Well, my appearance on Newsmax. But surely that circulated. And yeah, we got her kicked right out of the Republican Party. We'll be talking vax mandates. And Joe Biden and Kamala, they're just not getting along. She thinks she's being underused. And he sees her as a disloyal strumpet who's not showing the proper amount of gratitude for projecting her to the second highest seat in the entire nation right now. Working through some technical difficulties over there on the board this week. Young Jared, I don't know if we'll be hearing from him much because he was calling ball games the past couple of days and woke up with a mysterious voice loss. So are you going to be mostly silent this week or... I'll, I'll talk as much as you want me to. Oh, now you're just laying it on. <laughs> you, you didn't sound that bad off the air. How's this? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Hey, say, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> say, you, you don't come to me in friendship and respect. You don't come to me in friendship and respect. Okay, no, you're not mm. doing it right. I can't. I those can't. those are all from the Godfather. We, with your voice raspy the way it was, I thought you'd be able to. You don't come to me. You don't even offer me to come to your house for coffee. And that's not the best one, but so you may notice if you if we ever post another video on Rumble or YouTube, um, I got a nice red new windscreen here for the mic because I got tired of. Popping peas and busting bees all the time. I actually bought two of these. I went to Marlar Music in Park Hills, and I bought two of these, and I was going to have one for young Jared's microphone over there. And somewhere between the car and where I stay in Reynolds County and here, I lost it. So it was funny because I was paying for them, and the guy ringing me up, he says, uh, just real nonchalantly and i should have took him up on it and he says uh so you just want me to uh ring this up on the want me to charge this to the radio station i should have been like sure let him let him get a bill for seven dollars and 45 cents that they don't know where it came from let that mess up their books for the whole <laughs> if i had a real sense of humor i would do that but 
the old Rick would have done that. The old Rick would have done a lot of things, but um, yeah, I don't know where yours is. I am. Yeah, I'll be popping peas all day. Yeah, exa- and that's one more thing I'm going to... No, you know what? I'm not going to fix it in post-production. <laughs> I just won't talk to you as much this week. Hey, did you feel the earthquake? I, I actually didn't. I was, I was on my way home from a basketball game. But you heard about it? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think. What, what day was that? Uh, Friday night, I believe. Okay. I was at the girlfriend's house, and I heard what I thought was a sonic boom. But it was a sustained sonic boom. It kept going and finally realized, oh, that's an earthquake. And it rumbled the house a little bit. Um, the uh, epicenter was uh, uh, Williamsville. And as I understand it, uh, Corey Bush was going through Williamsville that day walking. And she was the cause oh, no. of that earthquake. Not that she's the most obese woman, but that, most of that's hair weight. But, you know, still... you. She's what, about 260 and then another 85 pounds of hair. And that New Madrid fault line, it's it's quite sensitive. And so, yeah, this Rittenhouse trial, we're going to be bouncing into that. And I mean, these are seemingly unrelated things. Vax mandates and Biden and Harris and Rittenhouse. But it's all together because the central theme behind all these things is is liberalism trying to drastically make over the country reshape it into a twisted funhouse mirror image of of what america is supposed to be and this rittenhouse trial is just the latest example of how do you go and i've been wanting to ask you this for weeks i finally got to it in my notes and i ask this with no irony or sarcasm in my voice at all how do you go through life just blindly accepting whatever the internet or television tells you? How do you do that? That blows my mind that people do that. If you don't do your own research or, or exercise any critical thinking on your own, you are useless. And that's the truth. You're useless to your family. You're useless to the community, and you're useless to society if you just sit there like mush and, okay, Mr. TV, thanks for the update. How do you not see the coordinated effort to gain total compliance from you? I mean, really, just think about this. Wear a mask. Get needle raped. Accept CRT as fact. Vote by mail. Don't question election results. Don't say certain things. Don't watch certain programs. Don't watch certain comedians. Don't have certain sports mascots. Don't have certain monuments to remind us of a painful past. Don't respect the rights of others while violently demanding that people respect your rights. And what they want the right to do is fight the police. To riot outside your home, to physically attack you. Follow you into a bathroom if you... uh disagree with their their outcomes and their their outlooks on things or hit you with a concrete milkshake vandalize your property in the name of tolerance of course steal elections the uh the radical leftist element in this country has gained way too much traction and this trial is really the 
just the latest proof of that. And it's got to be stamped out because the radical leftists in this country, the AOCs, the Ilyan Omars, the Cory Bushes, the Kim Gardners, the Merrick Garlands, the Mark Millies, the Blinkens, the Mayorkases, or the Mayokis, and so many more, they want to destroy their opposition. And their opposition is us so that they can advance this radical agenda. I spent an hour, a couple of, uh, was it last week? When did I, I guess it was last week, yeah, when I did the show from home, where I talked election results for an hour, the real ones, and then spent the uh, second hour teaching that course in critical race theory from material that doesn't exist. This is their agenda, and it is the duty of every American at this point to help destroy leftism. We have to destroy radical leftism so that we can advance our agenda. What's our agenda? Huh? I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. Freedom of speech, right to keep and bear arms, the right to peaceably assemble, freedom of choice, reasonable taxes, common sense. Things like that. What's Biden doing? Shutting down pipelines and killing jobs and driving up fuel prices higher and driving up the price of goods higher because they cost more to transport, artificially raise the minimum wage to combat the high prices of grocery items that were caused by insane progressive policies to begin with. Why fiddle with a headphone volume knob when you can just up against the console? And that that fixed it totally. Now I sound like me. That whole first segment, I sounded like, or at least to me, sounded like I was underwater. So, and I think, I think this is helping. (laughs) All right. So let's just look at some quick headlines here. Colin Kaepernick, this, I mean, fifth-string quarterback at best. He lost his gig with the 49ers, seems like, ages ago. And he hasn't been on a football field ever since. And he says that the Rittenhouse verdict validates the terrorist acts of a white supremacist. Okay, well, uh, Colin, of course, is the terrorist. They're getting people to kneel down and getting people to just generally act un-American, all because he's mad that he couldn't make it. You know, if he spent a little less time complaining about um, social issues and the national anthem and saying dumb things like the NFL is like slavery, really? A lot of slaves made $5 million a year. They were doing good to get a piece of pork fat and some cornbread on a Saturday night. So he just needs to keep his mouth shut. Now, this is what I was, well, you didn't hear this. I was telling Jared he's going to mess up. Now, Rittenhouse here, and we're going, if you don't know who I'm talking about, if you've been living under a rock or 
<laughs> just don't want to pay attention to the news, and I can't blame you for that. Kyle Rittenhouse, he was recently acquitted by the Kenosha, Wisconsin jury on multiple charges, including murder and all that. Well, he says not only is he not a racist person, he supports the BLM movement. What? Don't I mean, if he, if he means in the sense that all lives matter, then okay, I'm going to try to give him some leeway on this, and because he's only 18, but he should probably do a little bit more research into just what exactly he is uh, claiming to throw his uh, support behind now. Oh, let me find my clip here. So Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty by that uh, jury in Kenosha, Wisconsin, a few days ago. And here is Joy Reid from MSNBC. She was a guest on her own show. She got someone to fill in for her because she was on the road. But then the verdict happened, and so she Skyped in and had these uh, miserable comments to say about Kyle Rittenhouse. Just listen to this. I was actually on a flight because, as you know, I took today off. I was on a plane. I was watching it uh, on the flight. I was not at all surprised. Um, We've talked about this. I mean, this is what we expected to happen because I think we have to keep in mind when we're watching the criminal justice system at work that it was designed to do exactly what it did today. Work? Gun laws helped to enhance the design to allow this verdict to happen today. This country was built on the idea of, of, that white men had a, a, a uh. particular kind of freedom and a particular kind of citizenship that only they have. That gives, you know, from the slave catchers on the right to inflict violence um, in what the name of protecting What year property. are you in? This is not 1619. These laws of self-protection and using deadly force if necessary, they apply to you too, Joy. If you find yourself in a similar situation and you're packing heat and you feel that that's your only recourse is to unload on somebody... And if a jury finds you innocent of murder, that's your right, too. Everybody has that. And they're trying to make this a racist argument, which is, you know, preposterous many times over. Here's the prosecution's argument in a nutshell. I I watched as much as I could of this without just, well, it was my brother's TV, so I can't throw things at it the way I would normally. And we're recording again. But I hate, for the record, I hate this system of trying to slide a sound thing over into the window and it stops. I hate that. Just as a matter of public record. You were going to say? I was just going to say that whoever made the decision in the programming of that system, ah, yes, whenever you slide this over, we will stop recording so you can play that. It's like, no, what if I wanted to record that, too? Yeah, and that's no one here at the station. That's the people in in, uh, Silicon Valley who designed this stuff. But here's the prosecution's ridiculous argument. They said that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who wanted to go shoot some black people. That Kyle caused this riot by bringing a gun. And that Kyle should have allowed himself to be kicked in the face and hitting the head with a skateboard. The media, they already judged this kid, but the uh, host of, what's the name of his, my retractable mouse here? 
What's his name? Jason Whitlock. He hosts Fearless on the Fox News Channel. During an appearance on FNC's Tucker Carlson tonight, Whitlock called the, and keep in mind, this is a black guy, Whitlock called the Rittenhouse controversy an effort to disarm America. Listen to this. Why is everything being couched as race? Yeah. This is a calculated strategy to disarm America, to go after the guns, and to eventually rewrite the Constitution. They're trying to define America as a failure, and its number one failure is along the lines of race. And if they can convince enough of the American public that this country is irredeemably racist, they now have a justification to rewrite the Constitution, start this thing all over, and make us more like China. That's the end game. He went on to say that from Biden right down to Joy Reid, who we just heard from a minute ago, this is all calculated and it's all on purpose. Constantly talking race, 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 race. This is a strategy that's been quite effective. It hides the agenda. They've convinced black people that Planned Parenthood and aborting your babies is the greatest thing you can do. And anybody that tells you different is a racist. When we know that Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, they're the racist. And that the destruction of black babies in the womb, that is the racist activity. They're lying to us intentionally with a defined goal of rewriting the Constitution and taking guns away and sovereignty away from the American people. So here's the reality of this situation. Prosecution tried to say Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who showed up to Wisconsin to shoot some black people. And he caused the riot by bringing this gun. Well, here's the reality of it. Back in May of 2020 in Minneapolis, the police were called to a convenience store where a customer passed a counterfeit $20 bill. Federal crime. And the customer was still in his car outside the store when approached by the police. And he was sitting in the driver's seat and he freaked out when they knocked on the window because he was on drugs. That's two crimes. He's about to operate a motor vehicle under the influence of meth and fentanyl. There's three crimes. So already... The suspect sees what's coming down the pike. He cooperates a little. He gives his name, tries to talk his way out of it, realizes that he won't, and then he gets desperate, and then he flips out. I'm not that kind of guy, Mr. Holmesy. And I just had COVID, man. I don't want to go back to that. Take a seat. I'll roll the windows down. Hey, listen. Dang, man. Listen. I'm not that kind of guy. I'll roll the windows down and put your legs in, all right? I'm just a boy, man. I got anxiety. I don't want to do nothing to them. When I start breathing, it's going to go off on me, man. I can't choke. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I mean, I can't breathe. Thank you. I can't breathe. Stop moving. Mama. Mama. I'm hearing mama clear as a bell. That's that's not the sound of someone who's being asphyxiated. That's someone who's on dope having a heart attack. And that man's name was George Floyd. And because of George Floyd, then you had Rashard Brooks a few weeks later in Atlanta. What did Rashard Brooks do? He passed out in that Wendy's drive-thru. And he 
semi-cooperated with the cops for about 45 minutes till they breathalyzed him, and he blew dirty, and they went to arrest him, and he put up a fight, tried to steal a cop's gun. No, take that back. He tried to steal a cop's taser, and he got shot for his trouble. Now, because of those two things, then you had Jacob Blake in Kenosha, who the cops, as the prosecution would have you believe and the liberals would have you believe, here's a black guy for some cops to shoot. In reality, the cops had been called to arrest him because he was trying to uh, take his daughter away from his mom, and I think he had a sexual assault charge against him or something like that. And I've seen the clip multiple times. They told him, don't go in the van. Don't go in the van. He was going for a big, long machete. And so he kept going to the van, and they shot him seven times to make sure that he didn't get a machete. But for the record, they didn't kill him. He's just paralyzed for life. Richard Case and Radio Network, 1-800-959-5366. If you want to call into the program, our phone lines are usually pretty jammed every week. So if you have a hard time getting through, just keep trying. 1-800-959-5366. So, yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, he left Illinois and went to Wisconsin to check on his dad who lived there when the riots broke out. And he showed up at the riot, I assume, to help people who were hurt. He said that he was an EMT. Okay, maybe he has trouble with reality, you know, if he supports BLM. And he is also saying that he's an EMT. Maybe he got his initials mixed up, his BLMs and his EMTs. Who knows? But he had a medical pack. But um, let's hear a little bit from this montage that I've compiled. This is... Rittenhouse getting acquitted, and let's just run with this for a second. Versus Kyle Rittenhouse. That's the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum. It plains out here in a second. Find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, and unknown male? No, we have the names of the people he shot. Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of. So he's facing five counts here. They're running through them one by one, and he. He lost his composure a little bit when he was on the witness stand. I mean, he, he's an 18-year-old kid. He, unlike the narrative that they're trying to project, he didn't want to shoot anybody. But when someone goes to steal his gun, when someone goes to do a running Matrix jump kick into his face, and when someone wants to slam him in the head with a skateboard, uh, yeah, someone could actually get shot. But the reason he broke down on the witness stand is because, get this, <laughs> the kid felt some remorse for what he did. He felt bad. He didn't want to do it. Had to do it. 
felt he owed it to them. <laughs> That's from Caddyshack. But so here's the fifth verdict or the fifth charge being being announced here, and Kyle finally. Oh, and and he caught a bunch of hell too because. He, when he broke down on the witness stand, oh, that's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. That Joy Behar, Joy Big Mouth from The View, who should just keep her big mouth shut. I mean, just everything. Oh, that's the most terrible acting. But we're supposed to believe Adam Schiff and crybaby Adam Kinzinger on that fake January 6th commission a while back when <laughs> you guys were heroes. The way you shot that unarmed woman, the way you information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, Ritt not guilty. And here he breaks down again. Members of the jury, I mean, uh, he, these your unanimous verdicts? He just... Is there anyone who does not agree with He was with looking at life in prison for this. And so naturally, being 18 years old and being acquitted from this, realizing that he does have a future that... Yeah, he's going to be a little little weak in the knees, probably, but he hugs his lawyer, he gets stood up. Would you wish the jury pulled? And that judge, he took the prosecution to task more than once just for their obvious wokeness, but... Folks, we just saw... This is Carl Higby from Newsmax explaining... The verdict of a kid who defended himself in a lawful manner, and he is about to win the series of the largest lawsuits for defamation probably ever. And you know what? I'm going to spike the football a little bit on this one. This was a kid who went to Kenosha to provide medical assistance and help clean up the mess of illegal rioting, looting, and destruction. Yes, he happened to bring a gun in case he needed it. It's a good thing he did. Also, not a crime, clearly as it was dismissed by the judge. I can I, Look, I carry a gun almost all the time, wherever it's legal. Not because I'm looking for a problem, but because I seek to avoid one. You don't have a fire extinguisher in your house because you want a fire, do you? No, you have it just in case there is one. Kyle's situation was no different. Now, a lot of people in the media made this about the. This fact guy is that good. Kyle they should not relegate him to just weekend duty. Really? Like I'm relegated here to Sunday nights. The reason Kyle fired his gun was because a guy I chose who had a shit. domestic abuse charge shouldn't even have had a gun in the first place. Pointed his gun. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you all about these Emmy Award winners here in just a couple of minutes. But after the trial, two anti-Kyle Rittenhouse protesters who were arrested outside the courthouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, have been charged with multiple misdemeanors and one felony. Uh, that would be Anthony Shakan And, wow, this is, here's a name straight out of Central Black Lives Matter casting. Shaquita Laisha Cornelius, both charged with disorderly conduct and resisting a police officer. And as it turns out, if you look up uh, Laquita Lashia Cornelius's rap sheet here uh yeah she's formerly been in the kenosha county lockup as a organizer of black lives matter who crossed state lines which is a crime of course you can't cross state lines for anything that's also what they were trying to pin rittenhouse with oh he crossed state lines you, you can't do that where's your passport but yeah she's from zion illinois and she crossed state lines to go into Wisconsin. So then you had Jacob Blake's uncle, Justin, who never met a camera or microphone that he didn't like. And as he was behind a mask, he gave his two cents on what he thought about uh, 
the the trial here all centered around his nephew who got shot in the back for not listening to the cops. We had hope because this is a jury of 12. But when you have the, the, the guy who's presiding over the whole thing puts his hands on the scale and allows this young man literally to walk out, he gave him a And pass. how did he do that? He didn't allow evidence in. If somebody said what they didn't he allow? somebody with an AR-15 30, 40 days ago and they actually do it 40 days later, that's good evidence. If somebody's in uh, before that shows the Proud Boy sign, it goes into a bar at 17 and throws it up again, you know his ideology. They talk about harming African-Americans. They talk about harming minorities. And he what acted is he it talking out. about? Now you tell us why he got a free ride. His bail money was raised by the Proud Boys, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, the Nazis, the skinheads. The Nazis, yeah. Are they plugged up in this courtroom? Do we know the history of this judge? I heard he's been racist as hell to these, these people in Kenosha for many years. Do we know his background? Yeah, well, we, we know your background. And here's the background of this assistant prosecutor, John Krause, in the rebuttal arguments. He's trying to make the case, saying that everyone takes a beating. Okay, John, well, come on down. Take your beating. Ball bats, bricks, axes, knives, broken beer bottles, crowbars, desk lamps. Cue ball in a sock, old lumber, chairs, tables, tire tools, nightsticks, tasers, whips, prison shanks, hammers, D-cell batteries, piano wire, cans of soda in a pillowcase, lighters and hairspray. What do you want to take your beating with, John? Competition in this business is awesome. Chefs are always trying to outdo each other. Some of my best ideas are simple. Try crumbling bacon into rice while it's cooking for a delicious smoky flavor. And make sure the rice. Uncle Justin. He didn't allow evidence in. They talk about harming African Americans. They talk about harming minorities. His bail money was raised by the Proud Boys, the Ku Klux Klan, the Nazis, the skinheads. Uncle Justin. It's separate, not sticky. And it's whole, not broken like the other leading national brand. Restaurants prefer Uncle Justin. 16 to 1 over any other rice. Uncle Justin. Converted brand rice. African Americans really make a difference. It's the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Now, check out the guys that got shot. These black guys that aren't really black at all. But the media, once again, would have you believe that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who went on a black killing spree, which, of course, is a huge lie because that is what the corporate media does. They lie all the time. This first guy, this almost sounds like a bad Captain Kangaroo character, Gage Grosskreutz. And the reason his name is Gage, I'm pretty sure that's a nickname, because he's got gigantic ear gauges in his earlobe. I think this used to be a rim off of an 18-wheeler or something. He's lugging it around in his head like it's jewelry. Well, this guy, along with this uh, Huber, Anthony Huber, one of several people who chased Rittenhouse after he shot and killed uh Joseph Rosenbaum. Now, this is all straight from NPR, National Public Radio. Not exactly a conservative organ of any kind. 
Prosecutors said that the group believed Rittenhouse was an active shooter. Well, Grosskreutz was armed with a pistol that night, and he said that he'd been to dozens of protests over the summer. Grosskreutz said he was not intentionally pointing his weapon at Rittenhouse, but during cross-examination agreed that it was pointed at Rittenhouse. And he also lost 90% of his right bicep as a result of being shot in the arm by Rittenhouse. Congratulations. That's what happens when you show up at a protest that becomes a riot, and then you want to uh, throw, throw fuel onto that fire. You get what you get, Gage. Sorry. Well, he got involved in protests that summer after an internship fell through, and he joined forces, an internship in outdoor education at Northland College. Well, I guess, I guess that didn't work out for him. So I'm going to go join radical left-wing groups, and that's what he did. He joined the People's Revolution and helped out with medical care at protest. Oh, okay, so he was a riot medic. Okay, he wasn't on the front lines hurling concrete milkshakes. He was a riot medic who was tending to some Antifa retard after he got hit by a car. So, oh well. Room for him, too, on the other side of that fender. (laughs) Uh, Anthony Huber. Oh, okay, yeah, Grosskreutz also... um, Where's his... I thought he had a heavier record than that okay well anthony humor huber um he was a 26 year old who grew up in kenosha was an avid skateboarder well i think we know that because he brought it to the riot and was gonna hit uh kyle rittenhouse in the head with it and that's why it got him shot and he was at the protest with his girlfriend hannah giddings well huber eventually caught up to rittenhouse and tried to stop him stop him from what Tried to stop him from stopping the riot by hitting him with the skateboard. But the, listen to the sympathetic writing. But the single blow was not enough to bring Rittenhouse down. Within seconds of the tussle, Rittenhouse fired a single fatal shot into Huber, who can be seen staggering away and then collapsing onto the ground in video footage of the incident. Once again, they're wanting to tug at your heartstrings and make you feel sorry for him, and all I can say is, well, what else are you going to do? I mean, well, his obituary was dis- described him as an artistic young man with a quick wit whose favorite thing was skateboarding or using that skateboard to hit people in the head at riots. Hubert also spent some time in prison, first for violating probation after strangling his brother and again for kicking his sister. He spent a lot of time at the local skate park, you know, getting working on his swing at the skate park, you know, rearing back and just wanting to Albert Pujols one right out of the park with a skateboard upside someone's head. Well, he also struggled with bipolar disorder. Do you see the picture? Brings a skateboard to a riot. He's bipolar. These are the kind of people that leftists recruit, you know, cannon fodder, basically is what they are. And Huber's parents released a statement saying that they were heartbroken and angry over the acquittal, but their son would have his day in court. But you're not heartbroken or angry at him kicking his sister or strangling people or things like that. Now, the real winner here, Joseph Rosenbaum, 
he was the first person Rittenhouse shot that chaotic night. And uh, Rosenbaum was at the unrest after just having been discharged from a hospital in Milwaukee. And he was supposedly unarmed, carrying a plastic bag containing a toothbrush, toothpaste, socks, deodorant, and some papers. Rolling papers? Who knows? Rosenbaum was raised in Texas and Arizona, according to the Washington Post, and he was molested by his stepfather and had spent most of his adult life in prison starting at age 18 for sexual conduct with five preteen boys. His mother was sent to prison when he was 13, and Rosenbaum began using heroin and methamphetamine at a group home where he was sent. Rosenbaum has a young daughter from a previous relationship. Well, how do you have a, a daughter if you're having sex with men? That biology doesn't work. You're a father, Jared. How's that work? Don't ask. Don't answer. <laughs> he felt like, uh, or his girlfriend says after the verdict, I feel like in this case it feels like the victim's lives don't matter, and I don't think that's acceptable. <laughs> Folks, hey, let me let me be the guy to just break it down for you, okay? You show up at a riot to cause destruction like a bipolar person or a, a sexual predator or an avid skateboard enthusiast when you hit people with it or you have a felony record and you're not supposed to have a gun anyway and you these are not heroes to be worshiped and admired these are people who if you show up at a riot well you're probably gonna get shot that's just sort of the way i think <laughs> The first hour of the Richard Kaysen Radio Network is winding down. A lot more stuff to get to. I guess I'll just squeeze all this into the uh, top of the next hour coming up because I have some more of my thoughts on things that I want to share with you. You know, Biden, what else is he doing? Or what else is his handlers having him do? Let's see. Pushing the, I coined this term on the show last week, Pushing the trans agenda. Get it? Uh, endorsing the teaching of racist thoughts and ideas to our kids. Weaponizing the FBI to monitor and possibly intervene against parents who don't want racism and the trans agenda taught to their children. You know, people are a little suspicious of an attorney general who can't answer questions by Congress who grill him on the fact that his own son-in-law owns a company that publishes material about critical race theory, which normal people call racism. So we'll be covering that and how Merrick Garland was ordered to bring in Steve Bannon and we'll have sound from Bannon being released from his court appearance without bail. No bail necessary. He's going to take the fight to the Bidens. We're going to take the fight to the Attorney General and the GOP and Liz Cheney and Kamala. And it's all coming up in the second hour of the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Stay where you is.